if you don't know where to start, just start writing it down in a in a structure that makes sense so you can think about things and you can make progress. You're not always like mulling the same idea. You're getting that idea on paper. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. Hey folks, today is a life outside the box episode and you know I just want to reiterate what that is. That is basically anyone living life differently whether that's through trying to start a business or through you know, living full time in an RV with a family, just people that are doing life very differently. And one of the most common things I hear is is people that have ideas but never act on them. So today we have a story of some guys who who were on an adventure, saw a need, and decided to act on it. And that action turns into its own adventure, to say the least. You know, I, I co own and co founded Camp Crate. Um, which was who this uh, brings you this show and that company, you know, it's been a crazy adventure starting it from the ground up. Like it's just been, it's taken over my life in a lot of ways, kind of like an adventure would when you're out there biking or running or hiking or, or, or overlanding for months on end, it's, it becomes your life. And there's so many good things in this episode that we'll touch on, but, but the company that we're talking about is called Ombra's Sunglasses, O-M-B-R-A-Z, and they are basically sunglasses that do not have sides on them. They just literally have like a, a cord connecting the main part of the frame, the lenses, and it's just, it's so so simple, but it really makes a huge difference, and I, I don't love talking gear, but I love talking ideas that are unique and interesting and really out of the box and that fits this episode great and 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 as a thank you because I know this is different than our adventure story format you know we showcase companies every now and then every time we do that I want to be able to say you know and listeners are going to get some samples of these things so that being said listen to this entire episode because somewhere buried in this episode is going to be instructions on how to win a free pair of Ombra sunglasses, $150 value. You're going to get it for free. And I would say even if you listen to this later in the day or even the next day, you know, give it a shot. Not as many people go after those giveaways as you might think sometimes. So listen in. There'll be some detailed instructions, and you follow those, and you have a really good chance of uh, of getting them. So that's a fun little game we're going to play on this episode of Adventure Sports Podcast. Um, anyway, some other topics we get into on the show is uh, outdoor retailer. We talk a lot about that. If, you, if you've never been, if you are someone that's in the outdoor industry or you have an idea or, you know, or you're starting something from scratch, go to Outdoor Retailer. It's a trade show in Denver, outdoor industry. There's so many benefits to it. I have met... This podcast has grown tremendously because of Outdoor Retailer. If you are in the industry, it's free to go, 40 days to uh, you know register before the event. It's in June, June 18th through the 20th this summer. And then they'd also do a winter version, and I think one in November now, and then one in January. But it is a huge event. There's like 50 freaking thousand people there. There's thousands of companies Big and small. I'm talking from the biggest, from North Face to Black Diamond to Patagonia to like companies that started two weeks ago. I remember, you know, I remember meeting a company that had just started that week last year and they are doing awesome now because of OR, the connections they've made there and the, the potential customers that are walking around. And 
it's just an awesome event and it's super motivating to go to. I don't mean to plug it so much, but it's really fun. And there's a, t- it's like three or f- three days with classes. There's talks, there's forums, there's just so much going on. And there's all sorts of like uh, peripheral events where companies around here put stuff on each night and in the mornings. And it's just fantastic. I highly recommend it. And, uh, yeah, let us know if you're coming because we, we're going to be there. Adventure Sports Podcast is going to be walking around, meeting people. Come on, come on, swing by. We'll meet up and get some coffee, grab a beer, do something. Um, anyway, we talk a lot about that in the episode. And also we talk a lot about um, kind of the philosophy behind business in the outdoors. We talk about a book called Let My People Go Surfing. You may or may not have heard of it. It's the philosophy of Yvonne Chouinard, the founder of Patagonia. If you don't know much about the company of Patagonia, uh, they're they're a very unique company. Like I, it might not look like that with their stuff sitting on the shelf or on the you know clothes rack like everyone else's, but the philosophy behind the way they work is super different. I have um, I know someone whose whose daughter works really high up there, and it's just a totally bizarre, different working environment, and, and wonderful in so many ways. They they really do it differently. And so a lot of companies that are starting now want, want to do that. And so we taught, we plug that book. And if you want to check it out, I'm going to include a link in the show notes. And also for all our sponsors, if you ever want to know the discount code or the link to their website, it's always, always, always in the show notes. And also with this conversation that, you know, I'm not, I'm not a professional interviewer. <laughs> I just like to talk. Obviously we've been, I've been rambling for five, six minutes. Um, we get towards the beginning of the Ombre story at the end of the interview, which is, you know, totally backwards, but that's just how it works out. Um, just wanted to give you a heads up, but it's, it's a great conversation, but yeah, they, they're killing it, man. They won the backpackers magazine editor choice award this year. They're less than a year old and you're going to hear a lot of background noise in the interview. It's because they're literally packing up sunglasses as we're talking. Like they go on this trip in the woods, they come back and just start going bonkers, packing up sunglasses. I, I love it. I love this phase of the adventure when it's so hands-on adventure or business, so hands-on, just so it's bootstrapped. It's you're doing it all yourself. It's a beautiful thing. And if you're out there with an idea or with, uh, something you want to do reach out to them reach out to us we would love to help you connect you know with with who we might know to help you get started um writing a book even we get a lot of authors on this show and a lot of them would be totally willing to tell you how they've done it and you know one of the most important things you can do is if you have an idea and you want to start something find somebody who's gone before you it's going to save you a lot of time a lot of heartache and you know a lot of money honestly (laughs) Instead of trying to figure it all out yourself and reinvent the wheel, it can help a lot. So I really enjoyed this this interview, and I hope you do as well. And again, be listening in, because there's going to be some instructions in here that are going to get you a free pair of Ombras. All right, well, today's sponsors are Athletic Brewing. They are the makers of craft, non-alcoholic beer, and they are the funders of the Adventure Sports Adventure grant that is still open apply a thousand dollars we're giving away to somebody doing an adventure this year we're so stoked about that also aftershocks they are headphones that don't go in your ears so you can listen to the world around you while you listen to music or this podcast and also cs instant coffee they make 100 arabica instant coffee they have compostable packaging so you can have coffee in the backcountry guilt-free, take it out with you and know that you're not the little, you know, the packaging is not contributing to ever-growing plastic and trash problem. So it's perfect for the trail, the office, fitness, and use Adventure at checkout for 20% off. And also all the other codes and everything, all in the show notes. All right, that's enough of me yakking. Let's get into this thing. All right, everybody. So welcome to the show. Uh, today we have friends and business partners, Nikolai Poloni and Jensen Brim. Uh, what's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Hey, Mason. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, I, I appreciate y'all taking the time. Y'all just got back from a 
pretty rad adventure. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully your storytelling skills are on point now after visiting the woods. That's right. It's always refreshing. Oh man. Me inspired. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're inspired right now is what it is. Yeah. So, so both you guys, uh, are adventure athletes and you do your own thing. Um, what do you guys like to do? We're both big snowboard guys. Uh, I actually grew up down the street from pro snowboarder Blair Hobbenek. So he was always kind of like an idol for me. And I got to watch him kind of go through the ranks and in, in the Pacific Northwest and just kind of emerge as one of the most legendary snowboarders in the sport. And so, you know, I just, snowboarding has been one of my favorite things. So we try to get up there as much as possible. And now like, you know, what we, with what we've built, it allows us a little bit more freedom to do that. So we definitely have been taking advantage of that this year. Um, backpacking, you know, we live in Seattle, so we're, you know, an hour away from some of the most beautiful backcountry destinations in the country. Um, so yeah, we both love to backpack. Um, and yeah, as, as often as we can, we try and get out and we're both photographers as well. So we can always drive a little value with, uh, for our brand, just getting out and taking some pictures of, of, uh, our friends or of us, you know, out, out there utilizing our product. Yeah. Um, I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a swimmer. So I love, you know, I, I swam competitively through high school and college and, and after swimming in pools my whole life, I've just been kind of getting into, um, more outdoor swimming and, uh, trying to kind of expand where swimming has, uh, where, where swimming started from me for me and take it into more of an adventurous direction. So I've been getting into a lot more open water swimming and, um, ultimately I want to start doing some more triathlons, but that's, that's down the line for sure. We also both, uh, love to just travel and, you know, backpack around the new, new foreign areas. Um, and that's kind of actually what led us into, to how we're working together now. Yeah. And like, let me add to that too. Like travel is almost an understatement because we, we're both like avid, uh, rough it travelers where, um, you know, we don't necessarily go and stay in, in hotels and hostels. We like to try to kind of go off the beaten path, um, go to places that are that aren't too frequently visited, uh, and kind of improvise where we stay and how. So, for example, um, as Jensen mentioned, you know, the the traveling is is kind of where we started first work, working together. We um, we co-founded a, another business that did uh, that did corporate retreats. And they were very unique uh, nature-based corporate retreats that were designed to take people out of the office, um, out of kind of those sterile office settings where a lot of the time it's the same thing over and over again. And those kinds of situations really dull your creativity and productivity ultimately. Um, so uh, we saw an opportunity to just help inspire professionals um, and get people out of the office and help them kind of uh, get more rejuvenated. And when we first started exploring this idea, we wanted to do it abroad because, you know, it's kind of it's always kind of nice to to not only get out of the office, but also have a cultural experience. And so Jensen and I um, identified Nicaragua as a good potential for uh, for for a retreat destination. And so we went down there to scout it out and we rented a truck from a local and uh, slept in the woods for about 12, 14 days in hammocks with mosquito nets. And uh, we would just kind of yeah, we just drive, drove up and down the coast and <laughs> drove up and down found the coast. Some great places to duck into the, into the, into the jungle and, and, and we just <laughs> hang up our hammocks. So yeah, we, that's kind of what we're about. We're just about, you know, just traveling cheap and, and, and making means with what we got. Wow. Wow. So, so man, how did that, how did that corporate retreat business work out? What what was uh that sounds really unique. I haven't really heard much about something like that. Yeah, it was awesome. We would we would take um like just kind of luxury real estate locations and then so you know, a big compound near a beautiful setting. So our first setting was actually in Deception Pass uh on Whid in Whidbey Island. Oh yeah, yeah. Um near this near this gorgeous, one of the most like gorgeous state parks in the in Washington. And so we, we had this compound, we'd outfit it with workspace and then we'd bring in teams from Microsoft or Bill and Melinda Gates foundation to come have their offsite. They had all the workspace they need. And then 
we'd have like a full, you know, like a chef on site that cooked meals and we had like an experiential kind of cooking uh, set up where we, everyone would kind of spice their own meats and grill over this open Argentinian fire and we'd make pizzas in this wood-fired oven right on the beach. So it was a really, really incredible spot. And we did really well. We had a bunch of retreats. And then actually the homeowners association for our first site put the kibosh on renting this compound. And they so cracked down on they us. They cracked down on us because we'd have these big like charter buses coming in with a big team. And uh, that was not allowed. So that's kind of when Nikolai and I, we were already working on on Ombras, which is the the sunglass company that we started. And so we kind of just transitioned into doing that full time because that, that spot just kind of was too good to be true. And then it ended up being too good to be true. Yeah. There were just some (laughs) obstacles we faced. And, and, um, when we, when it came time to like evaluate the business from like, is this going to scale? Is this going to be long-term, you know, viable? Um, we just saw a, a better opportunity with, uh, with Ombra's and so we decided to dedicate our full time to that, and um, so far it's panned out really well. Wow! Now that that the logistics for trips like that sounds like a nightmare. Oh yeah, it's a it's a lot of planning, a lot of grocery shopping, <laughs> a lot of going back to the store after you've been to the store three times. <laughs> yeah, and just you know you're handling very uh, sophisticated clientele. Right, right. They're not. They're not going to go with the flow. <laughs> exactly. When they're when they're traveling for business or for pleasure, you know, they're staying in five star places. They have high expectations, so you really have to um, to like anticipate up, needs. Yeah. Before before, and we did a really good job of that, which was impressive given the fact that Nikolai and I have very little needs when we're traveling and out and about. Yeah, that's yeah, actually funny. <laughs> yeah, really. You guys seem, in a way, perfect, but also in a way. I don't know. This would really grate against your natural personality trying to, I don't know, figure all this out for all these people that didn't appreciate it in the same way you do. And the the good the best part about these retreats was was seeing our guests develop the appreciation for um, you know, oftentimes when you're working in the city and you're living close to the city and you're very busy and and for, you know, you you've got a lot of responsibilities cuz you're in a top position uh at your company you you can't always go out and experience the full um glory of what your surroundings have to offer and um so it was really nice giving that to people and seeing them kind of come back to life and, and be buzzing with energy after they were done with our retreat um yeah we had yoga like yoga teachers come in we had fishing poles for everyone kayaks um stand-up paddle boards ton of the as many yard and like beach games as you want like yeah it was it was a really good time people they loved it and uh yeah we were kind of it was too bad when we kind of had to you know start focusing on other things but i think at some point we'll we'll go back and do that because we had so much fun with it and we really realized the value that provided for people who who have lead busy lives and don't get out and aren't able to take advantage of of the surroundings out here in seattle yeah, honestly, you know, you guys are in such a that's one of my favorite places in the whole country. It's 360 degrees of of epic of glory. <laughs> glory. Yeah, here here at Denver, I don't know if you ever been. I mean, straight east of here is just Kansas. It's just flat. The only fun is really straight west. You guys are surrounded on every single side by something totally unique and totally totally awesome. Man, I, I so that's amazing and yeah, let me know if you guys ever need help with that because uh, I used to do that too, similar, but for not as high-end clients, and it, it was a lot of fun, but lots of work, definitely lots of work. Yeah. Um, but man, is it rewarding when you get to see somebody when it clicks for them. Like, wow, look at this place. This is, I need this. I need to start doing this. Um, so, so how did you guys meet? Did you know you mind telling the story about how you met and how you both realized you know you're kind of kind of business minded? Well, um, Jensen and I both um, both went to to university together to college together at University of Redlands, which is a small liberal arts school in Southern California, uh, just about halfway in between L.A. and Palm Springs. Really cool area um, and a small school, so you know you really kind of know everyone. 
and Jensen and I were both student athletes. So that, that brought the circle even closer. Um, and you know, we had a lot of the same friends we were friends in general. Um, and it was a sunny place, Southern California. So, um, sunglasses were necessary. Um, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we, we just kicked it off. We, you know, we had similar interests. We were both risk takers and just didn't like bureaucratic systems. Like we kind of were both troublemakers in our own way. And I think that it like kind of gravitated each other to gravitated one another towards, towards us. And like, it was, yeah, we, we, we've always had a really great friendship. And so Nikolai moved to Seattle. I'm from Seattle. Nikolai moved to Seattle, um, to work for Amazon. And we just kind of actually (laughs) the real, like one, like the way we caught up in Seattle, I was growing a bunch of marijuana at at my farm. I don't know if we can put this in the podcast or not. You can tell me, I mean, you can (laughs) do that now, right? Big like ganja grove. And, um, and I think Nick, like, it was amazing. Like this thing, it was, awesome. like, it was like 13 feet high, just like the most epic plants. And Nikolai had always been like a big, uh, you know, like, connoisseur. connoisseur. And so he came over and saw that and was like, holy shit, this is impressive. And then we, we should hang out. We should hang out. <laughs> and then from there, we just kind of started kind of getting back in touch. This was like after maybe three, four years after college, no, two, three years after college and, not enough time had gone by to, for us to kind of lose touch, but you know, it was, it was like the beginning of us starting to hang out together in Seattle again. And then, and then one day you just sat in that ganja grove and were like, what if we made sunglasses that didn't have arms on them? <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah wind back. I mean, we both, I think when we met in college, we both recognized entrepreneurial, spirits and skills and talents within each other uh just based off different things we were doing like jensen said we were both risk takers and oftentimes you know to be an entrepreneur you 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 have to be a risk taker you have to to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's something you know through our travels through our life experiences we've always been uh risk takers so i think that was one thing we identified in each other and then we were also both communicators uh, good communicators and, um, we loved people. We were both both very social, um, and very outgoing individuals. So that we kind of like gravitated towards each other and respected and recognized that within each other. So when it came time to, um, so I started working at Amazon and as a free spirited risk taking entrepreneurial mindset person that was just crushing my soul. And, uh, so I started like brainstorming this, like these offsites and stuff. And then I was like, man, I, I should talk to Jensen about this because I just like, if there was anyone, I remember this story in college where, um, where Jensen basically snuck into Coachella by dressing up as a, as a trash man. And I just, <laughs> one of like the coolest, like most entrepreneurial things I'd ever heard of. And I was like, you know, in business, you need to, you need to, be someone that can squeeze, you know, a dollar out of 10 cents. And that's a very, very great practical skill to have. And that's what, that is kind of, uh, where I was like, I can't, I approached Jensen and we talked about this retreat idea and I was like, dude, let's, let's partner up and do this. And, um, from then we started working together and, um, and I think that just built the foundation on, for us to trust each other and recognize different skills. We kind of complemented each other's strengths and weaknesses, which is super beneficial. Oh yeah, for sure. Together as a team for anything. And yeah, it's just like, we kind of, you know, the two of us were kind of a force to be reckoned with in the sense of just how well, like my weaknesses were counteracted by Nikolai's strengths and vice versa. So yeah, it was. It, we've just always had a great working relationship. I think we've been working together for three and a half years now. On these time flies when yeah. you're having fun. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun, and like you know, <laughs> we just get along as good as ever. It's just so much fun to be able to work with one of your really like best friends and like you know generate success together as well. Sometimes it feels like you're not even working at that point. Hmm. You know, I hear a lot of advice that says don't go into business with with a good friend. Um, why do you guys? think it works for you what like what why does the 
do you get disappointed in each other or are you both pretty confident in one another? I don't know. You tell me. We're both very confident in one another. Um, like yeah, we, we've we all trust each other and like know that we can handle any situation. The thing is like in college, we weren't like best friends. We were friends and we like hung out. We took a couple trips together, but I think, yeah, I think not, the yeah. thing is like we we've observed closer. We've observed each other make decisions and like be in certain situations where we respected the decision, each other's decision-making process and like the outcome of the situation. And that was like the foundation. It wasn't necessarily that we were like best friends, but we had been in situations together where we were kind of, you couldn't help but to recognize and respect uh, problem solving skills and, you know, just getting away with things and, and, um, and coming up with creative solutions or getting a hold of someone we need to get a hold of or something like, yeah, just that tenacious kind of like, I won't take no mentality that both of us have won't take no as an answer mentality. Sorry. No. So so that's awesome that you guys kind of recognize that entrepreneurial bent in each other and, and build a friendship on that that's uh i think that's a go- good way to go about it i think my best friend and i if we tried to start a business i think we'd kill each other <laughs> i don't think it would work just because of our personalities we're we're just a little more i don't know i don't even know how to describe it just but it's funny it's funny but i am in business with a good friend and uh just a different dynamic but it works do you feel like you both you complement each other's strengths and skill yes. sets nicely yeah yeah definitely and I, I do see some like gaping holes in our skill sets that we honestly like use freelancers or, or know we need to hire out but overall we do complement each other pretty well that's good i thought you were going a complete different direction with that gaping hole comment I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> athletic brewing is pioneering non-alcoholic craft beer Yeah, I said non-alcoholic craft beer. And there's a number of reasons you might want to do that. Whether you're training for an event, which a lot of our listeners are, or, you know, if if you're babysitting and don't want to be drunk in case something happens. I mean, stuff happens, but you still want to sit down and enjoy the game and have a beer. This is an incredible option for a full-flavored, full-bodied beer. Each can is only 50 to 70 calories with IPA, golden ales, stouts, and tons of seasonal offerings. Athletic Brewing is a great option if you want that craft brewery taste, uh, but not deal with the effects of alcohol itself. Uh, if you'd like to save 15% on your first order, go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout. Explain what Ombras are why you guys thought this was the idea or didn't just think, but acted on this idea. So, um, I was traveling in India. I took a year off from college cause I actually got like dismissed for too many, <laughs> too many infractions of drinking in the dorm. So I took a year just to get my mind right. And, um, I bought a pair of sunglasses before I went on this camel safari and the sunglasses got sat on two days later and the sidearms broke off and I tied a piece of twine around the hinges of the broken frame and I wore them like that on the safari for like a week out in the desert and they worked so well. They sat like they were perfect. It felt great on my face. They didn't fall off when I was jumping around the dunes or anything like that and I could just throw them in my pocket when I didn't want them and not have to worry about them breaking. And so I replaced that twine with a leather cord when I got back from the safari and I wore those for another five years. So I went back to, to Redlands and Nikolai uh, like saw them first thing uh, when we got back and he was like, dude, these are awesome. And they weren't adjustable at the time. So Nikolai and I both have smaller shaped heads, uh, small heads, dense brains. And uh, <laughs> so he was like, yeah, let's try them on. So he was one of my only friends who could actually put things on. And they were great. And he's like, dude, we got, you got to do something with, the, with these. Like, these are, this is a really cool concept. 
And, you know, I was, I was always like, yeah, I, I do agree. These work better than normal sunglasses. And they solve a lot of the problems that have always frustrated me with sunglasses. You know, um, you lose them, you break them. They get uncomfortable, uh, like, when you wear them for a long time. They, they pinch the sides, of the sides of the tops of your ears. They're difficult to store. You know, you, you got to donate or designate this giant space with a big clunky case and make sure that nothing squashes your bag to break your shade. So, like... There's so many so, so many problems were solved by just removing the sidearms. Um, and so I had always played around and like kind of worked with just developing this and making it into an actual product instead of just a piece of leather tied to broken hinges. And um, so that was kind of something I worked on for a few years and I was working on while we were working on Reboot um, on the side. Which Reboot was the, what our uh... – Yeah, Reboot was the uh, off-site – uh, company that we were, we, we were working on at the time. And I just got really lucky. I got hooked up with a, a frame manufacturer in China from a friend who's in the eyewear business in Seattle. And so he, like, that would have been one of the most difficult pieces of the puzzle. And he kind of helped me design the attachment and, and introduced me to the factory owner of this, uh, sunglass frame factory. And so we started prototyping and at the same time, Reboot kind of the offsite company kind of, you know, got shut down. And so Nick, I just was, Nikolai was always interested in it and we worked so great together. I was like, yeah, we should just transition over to working on Ombras. And that's the so Ombra is, Ombras is the name of, of the sunglass company where, you know, it's just a pair of sunglasses with no sidearms and, and it solves so many of the frustrations that we had always had with, with sunglasses. I hated sunglasses up until my MacGyvered pair with the leather cord. That's so funny that an accident like that led to what you're doing now with your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Who would have thought? You know, it's crazy. It's something that like everyone experiences too. Like everyone that's ever owned a pair of sunglasses uh, has either has experienced one of those four issues um, of them breaking, falling off, being difficult to store or being uncomfortable. And, um, such a, it seems like such a practical fix and it is. And we were just surprised that it had, wasn't out there yet. And it's been, you know, that's, that's the thing is pe- besides the fact we're surprised that no one's done it before. People are surprised that it works so well. Like, yeah, honestly, when I, when I first saw it, I, I did wonder like, Hmm. Does that, does that, do they stay put into those knots hold it, the, the sliding knots that basically let it adjust to your head size? Does that hold in place? Um, are they comfortable? And then what do you do when you want to take them off? I, I put mine on top of my hat right now because I'm always usually have a hat on, but it, but it does work apparently because it's really taken off. Have, when you wear your sunglasses with the hat, you, you experience that pressure on the side of your head a lot the hat kind of amplifies that pressure a lot of the time Mm. you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah they're on my head right now (laughs) yeah so people have said they love wearing these with the hats or helmet just because it solves that issue of of those temples just digging into the side of your temples no that's a good point actually that that has given me a headache in the past um not with this pair but with a different hat on it actually does it's that's how it stays put is the pressure it, as it's putting on the side of your heads. And that's, you know, you don't want tons of pressure against your skull all the time. It's an important yeah. part of the body. Yeah. It's just your temples and, you know, it, it's, it makes wearing sunglasses a, frust- a frustrating experience sometimes. And we've used Patagonia's model as kind of that same like, like, let my people go surfing is like our, our, our North star. We make everyone we work with read it. We like bring copies to all our meetings and, and make sure that people working with us understand like where our values come from, where they, where they stand and, and that we're not going to compromise. So um, for your listeners that have, don't know what let my people go surfing yeah, is. I was, was going to ask, go ahead and Yvonne Chenard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, the founder of Patagonia, Yvonne Chenard is his like account of starting and uh, running Patagonia, and where, you know the, the the pillars of the company, where, where their mission, their vision, and how everything came to be, and and for us, 
Like we wouldn't, I would, Nicola and I wouldn't feel good about producing a product in China and shipping it around the world. Like that, that's, that is, that same process is what's essentially killing our planet. And so we plant 20 trees for every pair that we sell um, through a tree planting nonprofit, nonprofit partnership. And that actually, that initiative actually makes Ombra's 330 times carbon negative. So we're offsetting 330 pairs of these for every pair that we sell by planting 20 trees. Wow. And to kind of put that into to ground level too, like it's that offsets buying one pair offsets a round trip ticket for two from Seattle to Hawaii. The emissions from the plane. Holy cow. That's yeah, awesome. so it's a big deal. And and we've planted uh like I think over sixty thousand trees now in Madagascar. And our tree planting partnerships over at Eden Projects are amazing. We have a really great relationship with them. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it just feels so good, like building a product that actually, you know, creates a positive, a net positive benefit, like a genuine net positive benefit. And people care about that, especially millennials. And that's the other, like, you know, pe- people understand the dire, the dire state that, that the world's in right now. And if a company's making that kind of putting that at the forefront of the brand, people are, that's going to resonate with, with millennials and people who are, are like-minded and c- want to be outside. Yeah, it's really cool that you guys do that. And I haven't read the full book, but I've read snippets and I I honestly just need to read it. Uh, Let My People Go Surfing has definitely changed the way a lot of people look at business in our generation for the better. And so it's, you know, you guys are an obvious example of that, um, which is just fantastic. That's awesome. What problems in adventure sports or what sports have you seen that, these glasses have gravitated to to solving the issues around sunglasses with that sport the the thing about ombres is like we're not really trying to i mean obviously there's your outdoor like like fishermen and and backpackers and and like backcountry touring um, climbers climbers and you know stand up paddleboarders kayakers rafters like that's kind of who we're going who we're going after people who have who lose their sunglasses and who have like you know when they want to take them off they have to find a bag for them or you know dangle them on a croaky around their neck where they still can break um so that's kind of who we're going after at this point but we're not trying to be the like like at least right now we're not trying to be that like technical sunglass that's gonna like a performance like, perform in like you know on for a triathlon or something like that. This is this is more like a like a lifestyle sunglass that you're gonna want to use when you're up out doing having fun out in the outdoors, but not necessarily needing like a performance sunglass. And that that might be down the line for us. This is something that you can wear during your during all of your you know adventure sports activities. And when you get back, you can wear them at the bar and look good and have a beer with your friends or, you know, go out and, you know, it's, it's incorporates style, utility, functionality, um, all in one and practicality and practicality all in one. And, and that's really where we're going because people these days, they're so, they're interested in, in, in a lot of different things and millennials, especially they're kind of. You know, you might be going up and skiing one weekend and then the next weekend you're you're out kayaking and the next weekend you're traveling somewhere and you just need a good pair of sunglasses that looks good, doesn't break, um, serves its purpose um, and it just makes life easier. Um, And that applies to a lot of different adventure sports communities. Um, So we can talk about a, a, a few that that these have really resonated with. Um you know, from the beginning. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so we've seen that climbers, pretty much anyone that wears a helmet, um, has those kind of tension headache issues where the, the sides of the sunglasses uh, dig into the tops of their frames, hang them around their neck. There's no like hooks keeping the sunglasses from laying completely flat. Um, so you can tuck them in a shirt while you're climbing if you don't want them to, you know, bang around the rock, around and around the rocks. And so that you can't really do that with any other sunglasses because they, you know, they don't lay flat against your chest. Um, right, right. Bike packers have loved these. That's, that's been a big community that we resonated with, you know, the, uh, people who travel hundreds of miles via bicycle with, with all their gear strapped to their bike. And these are people who are like counting, counting 
ounces and grams, you know, when they're packing for a trip. So, so umbras are super lightweight. They weigh 20 grams. Holy cow. What What is a typical pair of sunglasses weigh? Over 40, well, well over 40. I mean, 40 is like considered pretty light for a pair of sunglasses. And, um, and most sunglasses are, are way more than that. I'm pretty sure like the next light, lightest sunglass is, a, is offered by Jilbo. And they're like 30 or 32 grams. People, um, people kind of like associate weight with quality when it comes to sunglasses. Um, you know, like the, the heavier that sunglass is going to weigh, the better made it is essentially. Well, like we use like the best Zeiss lenses on the market. Um, so our lenses like world-class optics. Um, they're, so, I mean, yeah, you can't really – and we use a handmade acetate frame that's actually like hand-carved from a block – of cellulose acetate, which is a plant-based plastic. So, I mean, in terms of quality, you find the same components. In three, four, five hundred dollar pairs of sunglasses. And, you know, for us, for us, we wanted to make these accessible to to just about everyone. And we didn't want to compromise on, on style, functionality, and utility. So it's good to think about these as an investment because they're not going to break. You're not going to lose them as easily. They're not going to fall off your head. And that's usually the fate of most sunglasses. All right. So here's how you're going to win the free pair of Umbra sunglasses. And we're actually giving away two pair. Go to our website, find the link to this episode, and share that on social media, any social media. And tag us. We're on Twitter. We're on um, Instagram and Facebook. And then once you tag us, we'll be able to see it. And the first two people to do that are going to win a free pair of Umbra's sunglasses. You can also share the episode directly through Facebook. Well, it'll be on there. So, yeah, do that, and we will be getting you a pair if you were the first two. Oh, yeah, that's where I've found my wife's glasses, probably a $150 pair we found on a trail in Death Valley. Um <laughs> My sunglasses, which are about a hundred and twenty dollar pair, I found at the bottom of a river in Utah. And nice. um let's see. Yeah, so so those two people lost theirs and we were the lucky uh lucky ones in that situation. <laughs> That's great. You get you guys just find sunglasses. That's it sounds like a talent. <laughs> well, and I mean I, I do what I can. No, but it's um you're right. I mean I, I see sunglasses. what do I see on the trail? posts you know at the beginning of like a trailhead it's usually like a pair of sunglasses or something that are sitting there that someone found that um they said hey they found it and put it there to see if someone can recover but yeah i've lost tons and tons and tons of sunglasses over the years and i've stepped on some i've broken some that way and i'm a bike packer too and fitting around the helmet was always an issue you know like finding the sunglasses well, well kind of putting them somewhere while i was I never liked the cable around the back just hanging off my back. So I'd always try to put my sunglasses up in my helmet somewhere, and that was always pretty awkward figuring out a place to do that. So these would definitely help with that. Honestly, the more you get used to wearing them, the more you want them for every situation. It could be like overcast day, super low light outside, and I still want to wear my sunglasses while I drive. Oh, totally. (laughs) They're on me all the time. Sometimes those overcast days can be pretty bright. Definitely. We actually yeah, definitely. just found out a really uh, crazy fact about sunglasses a few weeks ago that we didn't even know. But um, if you buy like cheap cheap sunglasses at, at a gas station and they don't have like um, approved UV and UVB protection, wearing them is actually worse for your eyes than wearing nothing at all because your eyes naturally dilate in bright light. But when you put uh, a crappy sunglass lens in front of your eyes they expand to let more light in but that lens isn't filtering out the harmful radiation of the uv and uvb so you actually just end up absorbing more of that harmful radiation into your eye um, as opposed to just not wearing anything and letting your pupils shrink down to where they're not letting as much of that harmful radiation in. so it's super holy interesting holy cow yeah, isn't that nuts? So people makes are always, total sense. People are always like, oh, I just buy cheap sunglasses because I always lose or break mine. And we're like, well, you should just not wear anything at all then because you're doing more damage to your eyes. I, I'll have to be honest. That makes sense. And that is – I never would have guessed that. And that's just like – that's why it is important to – you know, if you are going to get a pair of sunglasses, just like pay attention to the optics. Get a, Make sure the lenses are nice. 
And um, yeah, you know, invest it, in a brand that you trust because you, you don't want to mess around with your eyes. You only get two of those. So, so where's the coolest places you've ever seen a pair of your sunglasses? I was just in the backcountry this weekend, and I saw a dude wearing them, and I was like, "Seriously? No yeah, that is was, awesome." Yeah, it was way out in like Alpental Valley, and I was like, "Oh man, you got the Ombres? How do you like them?" And he was like, "Dude, these things are sweet. I love them." And um, and he was like, "You, you know, like." his one thing was he said they have like small fogging issues and I like talked to him about how to fix that. And you just got to make sure that the lens is warm when you put it on your face. So, you know, warm it up, uh, in your car or in your jacket before you put it on in super cold temperatures. And that stops the lens from fogging. We're actually going to hit, uh, our next run with a, with an anti-fog protection coating. Um, which, you know, then you can put them on cold. But yeah, it's a super easy fix. He was super grateful. I actually didn't tell him that I was the founder until after the conversation. And he was like, oh, I love these things, man. So yeah, that was that was a pretty cool experience. That was the one of the first times I've run into someone out in the in the mountains with them on. In so, the wild. Yeah, out in the, wild. in the wild. You know, we're still young, too. There's only like we've we've been we launched we launched less than a year ago. So, um, there's only a few thousand pairs of Ombras out there. And so it's, uh, there's not that many. So we're still, we're still trying to kind of get them in more people's hands, uh, spread more awareness about the brand. And we met, uh, Alex Honnold a few weeks ago at outdoor retailer and he actually asked us for a pair and we gave him a pair and he was super stoked on them. So that was really cool. That was a great experience. And then we gave Tommy Caldwell a pair as well. He was at a, Patagonia event we were helping out with in Seattle and uh he was really excited about them as well so we're getting them in some cool people's hands and and you know like I like I mentioned Blair earlier but he's been kind of given like showing these to a lot of his uh his buddies um like he was just with Travis Rice a few uh like a couple days ago and hopefully Travis saw them so yeah we just we're just we're all about that exposure right now we're just trying to get these in in you know people guides and and um different people who lead trips and stuff who who are around and 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 have a big influence around a lot of people and we're just trying to get the name out there and let people know that there's something out there that will solve a lot of the frustrations you've had with eyewear this episode is sponsored by aftershocks they are headphones with bone conducting technology So they rest in front of your ears, not inside your ears like most headphones. And the benefit is they keep your ears free. I would have felt so much safer on my bike trips if I would have had these. But, you know, I'm on the bike for 12 hours. I'm not going to not listen to something. So I did put myself at risk a lot. And I would highly recommend something that allows you to keep your ears free and be able to listen to this show or music if you choose that. But come on, you want to listen to this show. They have a six-hour battery life awesome audio quality and you can get $50 off the Trex Air Adventure Bundle or the Trex Titanium Adventure Bundle at asp.aftershocks.com and that is also in the show notes. This episode is also sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, 100% Arabica coffee with compostable packaging. And you can find them at csinstant.coffee and use Adventure at checkout for 20% off. So, so what's a piece of advice that each of you have for somebody that might have an idea to improve a product or a piece of gear in the outdoor industry? Um but they might not know where to start. Like, how do I turn this into a thing? Talk to people who are in or who have done similar things. Find good mentors. Um, don't be afraid to reach out and just smile and dial because people will respect your passion and your 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 like you know your tenacity to to want to make a change to something and improve something as well as you know just want to help you out. And so that's been a big thing for us is just we have a group of incredible mentors um, that we've been introduced to, that we've come to meet through mutual mentors and stuff like that. And I'd say that's the most important thing, especially starting out, because you're not going to know 
the direction, like all the directions to go to, all the answers, but people that have done similar things will be able to give you advice and lead you in the right direction. And you can kind of filter through that advice and make your own deductions about the direction you want to go. But I think that is like one of the biggest pieces of advice I would have. I would say, I, I think, yeah, that's right on. And then I, I would say also like, if you don't know where to start, just start writing it down. Start like getting your ideas in a in a structure that makes sense so you can think about things and you can make progress you can you're not always like mulling the same idea you're getting that idea on paper and then you're you're kind of deconstructing it and figuring out how each one of these pieces is going to actualize and and what you need to do to get it done and you know if if there are different components on the product then figure out kind of what those are made of, where they're made, how you're going to source them. Um, if there's different aspects to the business, um, figure out, you know, who your target audience is and, 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 you know, who you're really, what problem you're trying to address and why people are going to care. And, and just, I think it really helps write, starting to write things down and just like, just create like an outline. Perfect. Yeah. I, I have to agree. When you write something down, first, it helps you organize the thought or the thoughts. Because um, I don't know about you, I can't always create a clear picture of what's going on in my head if it stays there. And I don't at least, well, at least talk about it to somebody or write it down. And so, yeah, that, that helps you organize the thoughts, get it out there, and then see if, uh, and then share it. Also, read Let My People Go Surfing. <laughs> it's really like a, a guideline to starting a business like it, it will give you a lot more confidence and it'll it'll give you a, a starting point i need to get on it i need to finish that book um you've inspired me because i've heard a lot about it lately and i'm, I'm gonna order it on amazon right now that's <laughs> nice man well, or not, see if the library yeah. has it <laughs> well cool guys well congratulations on uh you know being about a year into it um less than a year into it and you've turned an idea that went from you know in your head to now thousands of people in the mountains are wearing them that's got to be a good feeling the best feeling we just won backpacker magazine's editor's choice award for 2019 and uh backpacker actually that you know we've been talking to them and they were like how did you guys win this award <laughs> Being 11 months old, they're like, we yeah. never had. How, how did you guys yeah. get a hold of someone? How did you get a hold of someone at Backpacker to like consider trying your product and then get this award? They're like, that is, they've never seen anything like it. Like usually, it's like a five, six, seven year old company that gets that that kind of recognition. So that was, we were really honored and humbled by that, and that's going to drop in a few days. And um, yeah, we think that could be a, could be a really, a really. A turning point for Umbra is as far as the masses knowing that what's out, what's out there for them. Yeah, you guys have to be excited about that. That's awesome, Mason. We uh, I think another another important thing to touch on in terms of um, kind of business advice is is to, to tell kind of the story of like how we started and how we funded ourselves and how we kind of like because you know you start out with an idea, you get some stuff on paper, but you always need some money to get something going. Yeah, and, why don't you guys say that? Because you had a successful like Indiegogo campaign, right? Yeah, exactly. Why don't, so, why don't you tell that story real quick? Yeah, I, I did want to hear that. Yeah, so we um, we started, you know, we were working on this, doing designs and and figuring out, kind of starting to talk to suppliers and and um, and we, you know, the money question came up and we needed it and and so <laughs> right. you know we started kind of crowdfunding just kind of made sense because we knew we, we didn't want to go raise money with just a concept before we even had proof that, that people wanted it. Um, cause that would just, you know, as an investor that I probably wouldn't even listen to something that didn't, ha that had no, no legs behind it or no, no, no validation. No validation. Yeah. So, um, crowdfunding was a super easy way for us to raise the money um, oh, easy. <laughs> not easy. Not, not easy. easy. <laughs> it makes most sense to like raise the money, you know, deliver a product after we people had pre-ordered it, and then get that feedback from them, and then improve and 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 start kind of kickstart, haha, your business. 
with that crowdfunding. Hmm. So it just made sense. And we knew like the biggest thing was a video when you're crowdfunding. And so we invested a lot of time into our video. Uh, yeah, um, that, the after, video yeah, that tells a... Like months, 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 months. Months. Probably like six <laughs> or seven months. Just the, like The guys that uh, that helped us make the video, the, the videographers that we worked with, were kind of, they were getting pretty fed up with us by the end. Cause we it, were like, we got to change this, and little <laughs> things like this. And they, they, they were awesome. Pursuit Films, they're incredible. They're down in Oregon. Highly recommend it for anyone looking to do Kickstarter. Although, it'd be easier on them than we were. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think you guys should, anyone, like, I recommend, have you, have you seen the, uh, the video, Mason? Uh, yes, I have actually. It was very good. Very good. I thought, I thought it was professionally done and, uh, I didn't know that was the, the first thing you started with, which is, makes a lot of sense now why it was so well done. Yeah, man. And we wanted to do something different right from the start. You know, we did, you, we wanted something to be entertaining and engaging. You know, there's so, you're hit with so much content and so much advertising every day that you need to stand out and and you don't just want to like sell to people. You just want to like engage them and entertain them. And then that alone sparks interest yeah, and, make it fun, you know? and get someone to start looking further into something and, and then down the line, hopefully supporting. Yeah. We've seen so many Kickstarter, like crowdfunding videos of the founders in front of a whiteboard explaining their, their sketches of, of their concept. And that's just, so sterile it's 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 not what our brand wanted we wanted to be about you know we just want to we just want to entertain and have fun and 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 appeal to people and so yeah our video our video kind of did that and and also captured a good essence of why someone would want a pair of ombres so the other thing the other big thing was was pr because you know you get a you have a good video but it's still such a new product and such a new concept that you kind of need validation from industry experts and from gear reviewers and from people who kind of live and breathe, you know, products and, and outdoors and have a good reputation. So like early on, we knew that we needed to make a big PR push and um, and we had no idea where to start. Like we, this is like the biggest like gray area. Such a daunting task. You're just like, what What even is PR? You mean we need to we need to like somehow reach out to like Backpacker or like Outside Magazine or like Sports Illustrated and stuff like that? Like how do we even start? And and we just, you know, that's where like Jensen and I's like tenacity came back into place where we just like started out by by making a list of like the top PR outlets that we wanted to hit. Yeah, every like outdoor gear reviewer that we could find online in the first like 15 pages of Google. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. Like we just started like using LinkedIn, we started guessing emails, you know, a lot of the time it's like, you know, if it's like Michael Jordan that works at Outside, it's probably like M. Jordan at Outside or oh, Jordan. Yeah, I've done that trick. What you you find how the company formats the email. Yeah. You find the you find the email like URL, it's like outside.com. And then you just realize, oh, it's the first letter and last name with it with a period in between. And yeah. then you just copy that for whoever you want to co communicate with. It's a, it's brilliant. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So we ended up getting a hold of people at Gear Junkie and Gear Patrol, Outside Magazine, Outside Magazine, the Inertia, Backpacker, and sent sent them pairs and a lot more, and a lot, yeah, a bunch more, um, and sent them pairs, and the the response was pretty incredible. And this these were just like you know homemade pairs that we made by hand. We sewed them by we hand. sewed them by hand, and and dremeled out the beads in the back by hand and, and oh, so filled them with pop like this you know pop po 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 epoxy. epoxy that um like cemented the cord in place like it was they were definitely some like macgyver homemade sunglasses but they like it got the point across got the point across the reviewers loved them free skier did a big like their editor-in-chief loved them like gear patrol and gear junkie did big reviews on us so it just it really helped having that validation once we came time to launch our indiegogo campaign with these with these uh the, these big time companies who had just you know given us a chance and invested a little time in, in two guys who they you know like saw a need for a product that could potentially be improved and so that was that was really really helped us and we were so thankful to everyone who who took those pairs and tried them out and wrote about us. That was, that really was the game changer for us, I think. 
that's just just old school classic hustling right there man just smile and dial smile and dial smile and dial i've actually never heard that phrase i like that that's an old uh old banking phrase right there old sales sales phrase man that's that's hard man but but it's rewarding when it when it works absolutely and and yeah i mean everyone's been super super good to us and and i think one of the reasons Ombras have been so well received is because when you look at the rest of the sunglass industry, um, there's a lot of the same stuff. You know, no one's really done anything different with eyewear um, for the last like 200 years. You know, it's always like two apparatuses with two hooks that go around your ear. And, and there's so many brands. It's and, so saturated and, with brands. Like us saying, like us being like, oh, we're a sunglass brand. I almost like hate to say that because people are like, oh, you guys are just a sunglass brand. You're just another sunglass brand. I've seen 30 sunglass brands on my Instagram that have been trying to sell me sunglasses lately, but nothing's actually different. Where These are different. There's something that no one's ever seen before. Yeah, usually what, what sets sunglass brands apart is literally just the branding. It's literally just like the pictures they use, the verbiage they use, and, and if they kind of, they try to identify with, with a, they try to get a customer to identify with them, and that usually wins over the trust and, and, um, and you know. Right, right. No, I, I get that. It's, uh, or they got to be made out of some special material or something. I saw one that, not long ago, that opens bottles, like bottle caps, um, beer oh, bottles, yeah. that is. And, uh, you know. Some Warby's. What's Those that? Were, uh, I think they both did, yeah. No, no, not Warby. I'm sorry, William Painters. William Painter, there, there yeah. That's yep, that's it. what it is, yep. And, you know, you know, you guys are talking about OR and being set apart and how many, how, how the sunglass world is oversaturated. Something I've noticed, man, is like, the freaking water bottle in just the market is just flooded, flooded with um, reusable, yeah, hydroflask stuff. I mean, you go to OR in the summer, there was like 200 companies that were selling colored insulated bottles and like the, the outdoorsy t-shirt, uh, higher-end t-shirt clothes companies. I mean, you go downstairs at OR and it was just... You were swamped with people like that. And I was just like, by the end, I was just rolling my eyes like, come on, guys. You're all making t-shirts out of some random material that gives a certain amount back to the park. But, you know, if you if you really want to be sustainable, don't make clothes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, go to Goodwill. Go to Goodwill. Go to Goodwill. Upcycle. Exactly. No, it's just it's just funny you guys say that. I I, I definitely get the, the what you're talking about. It's Things just kind of have trends that... that I don't know what it is about this water bottle and or liquids. I mean, you could use it for anything, but it's just like, holy cow, how many freaking companies are here that sell bottles? We actually, we had the pleasure of going down to OR um, a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago and it was our first time and it was an absolute pleasure just like uh, networking and meeting the industry. So many cool people and, and a lot of cool companies doing a lot of cool things. It's a, it's an awesome event, isn't it? It's really cool, man. Yeah, it, it was super special. I mean, we met so many great people, and and uh, everyone loved Ombras. So it was it was just great, even just exposure for the brand. You know, we met a bunch of athletes and and a bunch of just cool product designers and 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 entrepreneurs and other people just just hustling just like us. And it's always great to be around people with a similar mindset. Um, you can share a lot of stories, learn a lot from each other. And it's all just a, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah, it's all about just like, you know, helping each other out. We love helping, helping out people and, and offering up our two cents or any, anywhere that we can provide value for someone we want to do and, and just reciprocate because that's what it's all about. Just helping, helping people out who are passionate and, and want to, want to see a change. So yeah, that's, that's big. And that kind of, I kind of like I wanted to mention I wanted to mention that as well on the podcast is you know if there's anyone listening out there who who you know wants to reach out and and run a few things by us and just pick our brains or ask any questions or need some help getting in touch with anyone feel free to reach out um you know go to ombers.com and you can shoot us a note our emails on there and if there's anyone listening that supported us initially 
through that uh, Indiegogo campaign. You know, just want to say thank you so much, and we're super grateful. And you know, we couldn't have done this without you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope someone out there has an idea or has a reflection or a thought that they can share with you and just help you guys grow. Very cool what you're doing. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Just hope it continues and takes over the sunglasses industry. Yeah, likewise. And one last thing. So we uh, we just got some good news. We'll be uh, we'll be launching in REI uh, in Seattle and in Denver this spring. Um, so if you're in Seattle or Denver and you want to go try a pair of Ombres out in person, uh, see what they feel like, see what they look like on you. Uh, head on down to to the, the REI and and try on a pair. Um, you can also check us out on ombras.com, and that's O-M-B-R-A-Z.com. Man, congratulations, guys. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, it was really hey. cool. They reached out to us, actually. It was like it was like in our three-year plan to try to get into REI, and it, just the fact that they reached out to us in year one, it just it means a lot, and I think it tells us that we're doing something right. Man, y'all, that is awesome. I, I didn't know that that had happened. That is... Uh... Yeah, that's reassuring. That's big. A we have a long way, way to go. go. This is just fuel for the fire. Yeah, we'll have a lot of therm- <laughs> thermos water bottles coming in hot to make, to make some sunglasses without sidearms. Yeah, if you guys are big thermos uh, fans, I don't mean to... Uh, nothing against them. I've honestly got like five myself, so who am I to say anything? But... I was just like, how are all these companies carving out a niche in the market for themselves? You know what I mean? That's what I was most confused by. Um, you guys, it makes sense. You know, it's very different. Whereas I didn't really see any differentiation between all these pink and sky blue bottles. Exactly, man. So, yeah, no. Well, anyway, well, guys, thanks for so much for being on the show. And uh, I'll let you know when it's going to come out. And yeah, I'm looking forward to releasing the episode and whatever you guys have in, in for the future. It's going to be some big stuff, I, I know. Thank you so much. Thank, we really appreciate you having us. All right. Well, ha- have a great night. And uh, if you got some orders to fulfill, uh, have fun doing that. And congratulations again. Thank you so much. Yep. All right, Cheers. y'all. Bye, Mason. All right. See ya. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Uh, Secondly, if you would like to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail at 812-MAIL-POD. You can also send us an email, info at adventuresportspodcast.com. Get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram. Contact us on the website. Like, There's just a thousand ways to do it. If you know somebody that would make a good guest for the show, whether whether it's you or somebody you know with a really cool story or background or does an interesting sport, get in touch. We'd love to have them on. Also, if you'd like to be a patron, a.k.a. a supporter of the show, patreon.com slash adventuresportspodcast. You can sign up for as little as a buck a month. You can sign up for five bucks a month. And lastly, thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now. Go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout to save 15% off the best tasting and lowest calorie non-alcoholic beer you're ever going to try. Don't forget to save $50 off a headset bundle at asp.aftershocks.com. It's my new favorite way to listen to music and podcasts and stay safe while I run and ride my bike. After all this adventure talk, if you need to go to a place and buy some gear and talk to an expert, go to backpacktribe.com. They can help you choose the right gear and they have the expertise and know-how with each piece of equipment. Now get out there and do something crazy.